Welcome back to season two of In the Middle Podcast. This is a podcast about two dads living life in the Midwest. We talk about all things fatherhood, sports, hobbies, and life's greatest conundrums. Mark. Sight. I just got to give you one of these. Dude. It's season two. Let's go. And actually, you know what? We're going to start this off the right way. Okay. Yeah, you said you had a surprise for me. I need to know what this is. Yeah, so Mark, this is what you're hearing. Ooh, that's not a good sign. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it didn't pop. Well, are those carbonated? Hold on. Oh, that one had a that one bit. a little bit a little bit better. I'll take the non as much carbonation beer. Um this is my very first home brew. <gasps> beer oh are you serious yes oh my gosh yes yes so, yes 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 yes. taste test live on the pod yes all right this isn't even a cold open this is perfect all right my, my headphones about yeah came there's off. no label or anything on this yeah okay so, I so bottled before this before i taste it what kind of beer did you make it's an amber ale <gasps> yeah my baby. favorite so uh, I'm, dude, I'm so nervous dude right this now. is so exciting yeah. hold on I, I gotta smell it oh it smells good you know, other than being a little bit flat on this one, it's uh, it, it honestly tastes like any other amber ale. I would actually say the same. Like it's definitely flat. Yeah. Um, because even now, like I can kind of shake it up, and there's not like any bubbles. Yeah, there's no bubbles. But the taste wise, Dude, outside the flatness, you did good, bro. This beer, bro. This is good. You so, made beer. So a little bit of backstory on this. Um, I went to a. Wow. Manager's meeting, uh, shoot, probably this first first week of December, I think, up in Omaha, Nebraska, and we did a team builder, and the the manager he listens a lot on the to the podcast. His name's Cole. He's really really cool guy. Sup, Cole? Um, but he uh, he planned out this this team builder. And he was like, I want to go brew beer, and I was like, Dude, I'm all about that. I had no idea what the heck brewing beer even entailed. Uh-huh. Right. And so we were thinking, like, before we went into it, we are like, oh, yeah, you just mix up a bunch of stuff in a bucket, you light it on fire. Well, I want to use those words carefully, light on fire, uh, going back to the Thanksgiving episode. But um, we, we, <laughs> we heat up the bucket, you know, get everything brewing, and then you essentially just put it in a, in a container, like a growler, and then, like, you should have beer, right? That's what we thought. No. It's not even close. Right. Like we ended up having calls weekly for about three weeks after that to like keep each other up on this on the process of continuing to finish out the beer. Right. And so yeah, I mean we're two months ago I brewed this right, or almost two months. Um, and I'm I'm pretty I'm pretty excited for your first shot. This Dude. is a good effort. Yeah, and I have another kit, um, another gallon batch i'm gonna make um now that i've tried this one and tasted it and it tastes pretty good yeah i think i'm gonna do another one i would say yeah probably research your carbonation well i I don't know if that's like a ceiling thing yeah i think it's uh it's two part i think it's a ceiling thing and then um the sugar it's just a a tablet that you put into it Mm -hmm. and then over time the yeast re uh ignites Gotcha. And then it eats up the sugar, and it's supposed to create the carbonation. Gotcha. Well, sure. I think either I stored it too cool. Um, it's supposed to be like in between 64 and 70 degrees when you're storing it. Oh, sure, sure. And then after a week of that, that's when it's building that carbonation. You put it in the fridge. 
and then it's been about uh, almost 10 days, I think, or 12 days in the okay. fridge now. Yeah. But it should have its carbonation, so. I mean, again, I'm very pleased with this right now. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, it, it. the taste is there. It's just, you need a little bit of suds, you know? But no, nonetheless, Mark, we got a new beer here. It's not a bush light, so I apologize. Hey, I, dude, you know I love Amber's. Yep, yep, me too. A- Amber's my favorite kind of beer. Yep. Not to be confused with Shag Nasty's wife. <laughs> <laughs> hey, actually, we're going to see him this weekend. We are. It's his birthday. Yeah, yeah he's turning... 34. Whoa, 34. Yeah. Heck yeah. So One more year and every day he'll be one step closer to 40. Oh, man. <laughs> I mean, technically, that's true regardless, but right, he'll but, be closer to 40 than 30. But he's going to turn it before all of us, though, mm-hmm. for sure. Oh, yeah. But uh, what else is going to be going on today? What, what are we going to be talking about? Well, I figured it's been about a month and a half since people have heard from us that we could just catch them up on anything going on, anything that we think is important. You know, we had, obviously, the big holidays occur um, lots of things in sports that we want to talk about, but the two primary things as far as sports goes that I want to discuss with you is college bowl season yes, and then NFL playoffs, which we're in the midst of. But I think for now, as far as I'm concerned, for me, Christmas was great. Kids all got their gifts. They enjoyed their gifts. Uh, I can't remember if we've discussed this on the podcast or not, but kids having phones particularly smartphones. Right, yep. You and I have talked about this privately again. If we talked about this on the podcast, my apologies, but kids should not be having smartphones. Right. But there's this great, I, I'm going to give them free publicity here. So it's called Gab Wireless, G-A-B-B. Oh, okay. And essentially yep. what it is, is we got my oldest son a phone. It looks like a smartphone. And he's 10? He is 12. 12. So he's that. in middle school. He rides his bike with his friends. You know, he, he, you know, he's going on dates now to the movie theater with his little girlfriend and that sort of stuff too. The, the big thing is, is we just, we finally decide, you know what? We need to have the ability to know where he is at a moment's notice. And for us, the problem was, is anything that's not a smartphone, I mean, these things are like dated like t9 texting which i was all for like you know what this is what i grew up texting on you can learn to do this too now granted maybe it's just my again we're we're supposedly in the millennial class and then they're what (laughs) gen x or something like that gen z whatever they are yeah yeah, gen z but so i guess my millennial class would have been like hey I learned how to do T9. You can learn how to do T9. I'm sure that would have been a nightmare. But (laughs) long story short, Gab Wireless. It looks like a smartphone. It behaves like a smartphone, but has no apps and no internet. So you can text. It's all touchscreen, no different than a normal smartphone. You can call people, and you can take pictures and videos. It does, I mean, it's a very basic camera, but, you know, you can take pictures and videos and send them and stuff like that. He can't even access GIFs. Like, the only way he can get a GIF (laughs) is if I send him a GIF and then he saves, saves it, it, and then he can use it after that. Holy smokes. So he's, like, he's straight out of, like, 2010 right now, 2008. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it. it's great. And I even asked him today. Uh, he and I went and just saw the new Spider-Man movie, which is awesome. Mm. I, mm. I won't do any spoilers in case other people haven't seen it, but, like, yep. oh, my gosh, it's so good. Like, it's so I had awesome. to catch up on 
a couple of Marvel movies. I hadn't really watched much since um, Endgame other than the TV series. So I yep. caught up on all my movies, went and saw Spider-Man. It was great. But then, yeah, in the car, I was like, hey, like, are you still liking your phone? You know, because even though he doesn't take it to school or anything like that, you know, when all your friends have smartphones and you don't, you can still sometimes feel left out. He's like, oh, yeah, I love this thing. Heck, yeah. And as a parent, it's the most perfect balance of it gives us the ability. And, like, I can even track him anytime I want. Like, I have his apps like, quote-unquote, on my phone. Yep. And at moments, no, I, I can pull it up and see, are you really at your friend's house? <laughs> are you really at the coffee shop? Are you right. really at the football field? Yep. Like, I can see where he's at, and that's good for me as a parent. But then, yeah, the ability to call or text him to get information on what he's doing, who he's with, is great. Yep. And I, I tell don't you what. have to worry about, yeah, internet and all the things that go with that. I don't have to worry about, you know, Snapchat or Instagram or any of those things. Like yep. it's a basic smartphone and I love it. Highly recommend to anybody whose kids are begging them for a phone. I tell you what, if uh my mom could track me at twelve years old, she would not have liked the places I was at down at the river, <laughs> uh down at the bar, which the bar was the only place in town that you could hang out and get pop and right. eat something. Um <laughs> I wasn't drinking beer at 12 years old, uh, but I was hanging out with my friends at their house uh, and maybe people that mom didn't want me hanging around. It's, I don't know. I mean, if I had a an app that I knew that they were tracking me on, yeah, I would have been in deep crap. Or I would have been like, hey, here's $5. Go take my phone over to so-and-so's <laughs> house. <laughs> or you just go and you leave it there and hope that your mom doesn't drive by looking for you. Right. <laughs> but, yeah, so we... Mm-hmm. Christmas was good. Son's doing well with the phone. That was kind of the big major change. Um, and as far as me, I'm actually job searching right now. Oh, yeah. Very interesting. That. So um, I didn't forget about it. I don't have yeah. to pull punches on this podcast. I have to pull punches like on normal social medias and stuff. But anyone listening to this is either already aware of things that are going on, or yeah, there are people that like, I don't need to be telling the general public what's going on. But long story short, my former company, who I'm not even going to give them clout, is <laughs> they screwed me over, essentially, yep. on multiple fronts. And I finally just said, you know what? I'm done. And I bailed. And now I'm job searching. And I got to tell you, they say that, you know, jobs are hiring all over the place and that nobody can find good workers and stuff like that. My, like, 100-plus applications that I sent out indicate otherwise (laughs) oh no because job hunting is hard especially remote jobs because we're not in a position where we want to move or even capable of moving so pretty much everything i'm looking at is either remote Mm -hmm. or it's near enough that i can drive to but it has to be worth the drive right and yeah it's it's a little rough right now so this beer certainly helps for (laughs) sure heck yeah well i'm glad i could make that for you Never thought I would hear myself say that. I know. Make a beer. but which, It's actually getting yeah. better the more I drink it. I know. It's, which is, like that initial taste, it's like, uh, it's kind of flat. Yeah. But like now that I'm halfway I would say through, two thirds of the way through, yeah. yeah, it's starting to like really hit the spot. Yeah, dude. It's, uh, I don't know. And the flavors are coming out a little bit differently too, mm-hmm. a, little bit, a little bit warmer. But um, yeah, nonetheless, uh, the job search, I, I remember going through that before. Um, 
I was a technician and dude, it sucked. I was like two months just straight looking and I actually cleaned up my, my old computer the other day and um, same story. I had like 25 resumes and cover letters for different pl- positions. And, yep. and it was just, I just remember the struggle and the mental uh, just turmoil you're kind of going through of what if, what if, what if. And um, I don't know, man, things work out. And uh, I, I don't, I, I mean, it's, it's easy for me to say it right now to you that it's going to get better, but um, what you're going through right now definitely does. Suck. I will say as a man of faith, I've always been of the mindset of, hey, wherever I'm going is where I'm, you know, supposed, supposed to, to be. be. Yep. But I gotta tell you, it's it's hard not to have those, you know, doubts about either yourself or a greater power or whatever, because it's not for lack of trying. Right. You know, right. I've been trying hard, and I've been asking for, you know, even just people that I barely know, like, hey, do you know of any jobs that are available that aren't, you know, your typical go work at McDonald's or whatever. Right. And not that that's beneath me. I mean, heck, McDonald's is going to pay me, you know, 18 an hour. Screw it. I'll go flip burgers. <laughs> like, heck yeah, it's dude. more than I've ever made. But it's one of those things where it's, I don't want to just settle for that type of a career. Like, right. I know my worth. I know what I can bring to a company or to a business or whatever. And I want to make sure that I at least give myself the opportunity to have that before I settle for something that, again, might not be a career right. type yep. of thing. Yep. Kind of in between. Yeah. But one Enough of the things... Me. Yeah. One of the things you, you talked about was Christmas. Yes. And I I was looking through some notes uh, that we had from, from previous season, and I remember over the Christmas break, I remember thinking of something really funny, and I was like, I'm, I'm going to put this on our notes. <laughs> so I open up our notes today, and I'm reading back through, and on the very top, it just says, "Oh man, I'm gonna have to, I'm gonna have to open up my screen here." It says the old roll and bow method. Roll and bow method. I love it. It's truly a dad's rap. Okay. So I forgot all about this, and then when I and I read that like three times, I was like, "What in the heck was Mark? Was Mark typing something in here?" And then it was like, ah, oh, Christmas Day, we go over to, to my father-in-law's house, and I, I think probably 90% of the gifts that he had, he just got the wrapping paper, the box on the wrapping paper, uh-huh. rolled it, and then like tied the ends and put a bow on it. Yeah. <laughs> roll and bow it. Yeah. It's okay. the old roll and bow. I like and it. And it. it looked good, right? It it functioned i know it didn't take him very long to do it dude i i love it i mean it this it truly is a dad's rap yep i mean we, we're not there to make things look pretty we know it's going to be tore up and in the trash freaking 10 seconds after yeah they they Why open make it, it so, perfect right when it's just going to get destroyed right and so i i had to appreciate that uh, as a christmas moment and then uh the new year's eve um man it was a party over here let me tell you so for those uh listening right now i've been pretty tight-lipped about it but my wife is expecting number three yeah that's what i was waiting for yeah. on the pod yeah so um baby number three is gonna be doing june um we're out of the first trimester now so um ultrasounds in two weeks i'm pretty dang stoked yep um so we're gonna get to see baby we're not gonna find out again uh so we have two boys um and hopefully I mean, I, I, I really don't care. If I get a girl, no. 
all the pressure's off for the fourth, um, for th- fourth baby because yep. I, I do plan on having four. Hopefully, my wife's uh, in, in agree uh, in agreement. She came from a big family; she'll be there. Yeah. So, um, but nonetheless, dude, I am super happy if it's going to be a boy or a girl. I don't really care. Yep. Um, so New Year's Eve, net, needless to say, uh, my wife wasn't feeling so hot. Um, we normally go over to your in-laws' house for New Year's Eve, and uh, I was there for maybe two hours, mm-hmm. uh, and then shoot, we were back. I was back home with the kids. Um, I want to say like ten thirty. And then I didn't even stay up. Like, I fell asleep putting the kids down. Yep. I didn't even stay up until midnight. But, you know, it felt really good on the first day of the year not to be super hungover. Or even know. tired. Yeah, or even tired. I mean, I woke up at, like, 6.30 with, with Elliot, the oldest, made breakfast, made, uh, what was that, egg sandwich for me and, and scrambled eggs for the boys and some toast. And, yeah, I mean... I did have a Bloody Mary at, at 10.30 just because it's the first day of the year. But, As you should. Yeah, I mean, I it, I felt like it, I needed to to make up for the night before because I didn't consume as much the night before. I needed to start earlier, you know, on, mm. on the first day of the year. <laughs> no, but it was it was a good, good really laid-back first day. I don't think um, I don't think we got out of our pajamas the whole entire day. I mean, it was, it was beautiful. So, yeah. um, and if I remember right, I'm pretty sure the the first was like a high of like 14, something like that. Yeah, it, it was, was super cold, very cold. I I at least remember walking out of my in laws' house and thinking, "Yeah, <laughs> it should not be this cold out." Yeah, it was terrible. <laughs> yeah, because no, on the yeah, it went from 65 because me and Elliot actually went and played golf. Like we played four or five holes on New Year's Eve, right? And, and then, then yeah, the next day. Yeah, the next day, well, it came in that night. We got a little bit of snow, too. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. It's starting to click. It's been a while. Well, I think what we should do, I have one more thing I want to talk to our listeners about, and I think we should take a little break and then go into college football. All right, so let's take a break. Okay, well, no, hold on. One oh. more, I had one more thing. Oh. So the last <laughs> bit of news is, and you were a part of this, is my wife turned... 30. Oh, yeah. Celebrate her 30th birthday. That was fun. What we did is uh, I, us and our spouses, and then um, my wife's parents joined us in Denver, and we went and celebrated her birthday, and lots of drinks were consumed. Yes. I had to put her PJs on both nights. <laughs> it was fine. I didn't hear about that. But, yeah, <laughs> on the podcast, ladies and gentlemen. So, no, and and as she should, you know, you're turning 30. It's a big oh, milestone. Man. She had every right to just yeah. drink to her heart's content. Ball out, baby. Boy, did she. Yeah, she, she had a great time. We all had a great time. We had a wedding that we went to. But the one thing I wanted to talk about, mainly because it became a running, I don't want to say joke, but just a running thing whenever we discussed you. Oysters. You have a brand new love. Dude. Yeah. Oysters, man. Oh, my gosh. Now, I loved oysters beforehand. Yep. And you said that you had tried them, but you weren't, like, super sold on them, right? Yeah, so there was one experience right before uh, her birthday weekend, mm-hmm. and it was at the manager's meeting. Again, we had oysters that night. Dude, I couldn't get enough of them. I mean, I ate, I like... Okay, so you had it before we went to Denver. Yes. Okay. But 
I, I fell in love with them again. Like, I thought it was just a one-night thing that it's like, oh, yeah, I'm going to have, you know, six or seven oysters. No, I ended up having dang near 25 oysters that, that weekend. See, and Katie's, I think yeah. the best part oh. about is that night, that was that was the Friday night when we got there. We did lots of fun things. We went and got our haircuts at like a barber spot. Yeah, I got my head shaved. scotch and stuff, and it was fun. Um, and we had a nice fancy dinner. My wife had a, a champagne flight that looked gorgeous. The food was delicious. Everything was great. But I think my favorite part of that whole trip, and, and the wedding was a blast, yeah. right? But my favorite part of that whole trip was when, yeah, me, you, and my father-in-law all walked into the oyster bar. And we, first of all, the guy that we ended up finding was friends with the gal who at the entrance of our hotel, like we got complimentary whiskey yep. uh, with our rooms um, during like a happy hour thing. And she was telling us like, oh yeah, if you go to this oyster bar, I know this guy here. Like he's kind of cute, whatever. Yeah. And we go there and we told him about her. He's like, oh man, yeah, she was awesome. And like yeah. we essentially played like a matchmaker. Yeah, I'm really hoping. And that. then as a result of that, we got not only a free platter of oysters, which right. you know nothing about oysters, they expansive. Yeah. And this guy got us oysters. But then when my wife ended up walking in, he got not only her a free drink, but got your wife a free non-alcoholic. Right. You know, like cucumber water or yep. something like that. Yep. Yep. But like the dude was cool. The the food was good. The vibes were good. Like we dude. were dressed to the nines. Yes. And we're in an oyster bar. Just like screaming across the bar, shouting <laughs> obscenities, all this sort of stuff. You even at one point in time, and I couldn't believe this. We we got a bowl of mussels, uh, and the, and the mussels were in this like sauce that was really good. And you at one point, and I don't know if it was because of the alcohol or if be, if it was truly because it was that irresistible. You picked up the bowl and started drinking the sauce as if it was a bowl of soup. Yep, and I, like, did. I did. It was. Just, I loved that, what were we there for? Maybe an hour, hour and a oh, half? Yeah, I bet it was an hour and a half. And between the food being good, the vibes being good, the drinks were going down easy. Yes. That was one of just my favorite, yeah, times of 2022 Like so snapshot. Far. Yeah. Boom. Yeah. That was a fun time. Um, and I got to have some oysters from PEI, which is... Prince Edward's Island, uh, where my boss lives, and uh, and I drunkenly text him that oysters from PEI are really good. So uh, he appreciated that. He went along with it. Um, but yeah, the, the that whole weekend was just a freaking blast. Yes, um, good good times, good company, good friends, good family. So new baby, new job. Yeah, and y'all. I mean, I'm already there. But y'all turned 30 this year. Yeah, we got dude. one of the three out of the way, but we got you and Rach yep. coming up this summer. Excited for that. Yeah, and, and Rachel and I uh, did not plan this baby very well. We planned the baby, but not very well thinking of our 30th birthdays because uh, baby is due two days before my 30th and about a month and a half before her 30th. Mm-hmm. So we're going to have to do a combined somewhat baby-friendly 30th. So we'll make it happen. Yeah, it's not gonna be all out like like we probably hope. And if it is, she's gonna have to pump and dump. And for those people who aren't dads on the on the podcast listening here, you'll uh, learn. Yeah, you'll learn. <laughs> <laughs> good old pump and dump. So I think that's a good that's a good. That's break. an excellent 
spot. Let's let's crack open another beer. Yep. And then we'll be back talking. And actually, we're gonna wait. We're gonna wait until we get back to crack open the next beer as well. Oh, okay. Pee break then. All right. All right. See you. Hey, Mark. Yes. So, I got another beer for you. Okay. Yeah. And I, I'm I'm kind of spoiling you. Another surprise. Yeah. yeah. Another surprise beer. Um, and I probably won't be able to keep this up like the next nine or ten episodes, however many we do. That's for, fine. I will season. bring beer over. But um, this one, I I couldn't wait because I'm super excited about it. Here, I'm gonna throw it to you. Ready? Okay, I'm ready. Got it. All right. I don't okay. think it got shooken up too much. So this oh. is Walter's Pueblo Chili Beer. It sounds really gross. It does. How about I read the description? Yeah, please do. The roasted Pueblo chili pepper is known for being distinctive in taste as flavorful and meaty pepper that is exclusively grown in southern Colorado. Straight from its home in Pueblo for your enjoyment in Walter's Pueblo chili beer. So... I was really skeptical, like super skeptical. But so I'm drinking beer with hot peppers in it. it, it trust me on this one, okay? okay. Um, I want to open mine up here real quick. Oh man, yeah, just the sound of it. Chili. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a really light color beer. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It smells you, interesting, dude. You can smell the chilies. Yeah. yeah. But take a sip of it real quick, because I've already had a couple of these before, and I'm just going to talk about it. Well, actually, no, you're gonna you're gonna talk about it. I can see. Ooh, it's got a little bit of just 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 a hair of like yes. a tingly, spicy sensation, but it's not overwhelming. Like, have you ever had like a jalapeno margarita? Yeah, yeah. Where it it's like, like bites. Oh, geez. Yeah. Yeah. This is just like just a just a tickle. Yeah, so I got this beer when I was out in Colorado, and actually I was visiting a site. This is so interesting. One of one of the wind farms that I uh, that I, I help support, hmm. and this Walters beer uh, is actually made there in Pueblo. Right. That's so what said. the uh, oh man, I'm trying to remember the the original recipe started in like the 1880s. I want to say. Uh, um, maybe it says on the can. Let's maybe see. it says on the can. Uh, but nonetheless, it was it was pre-prohibition. It might be 1920s. Now that I'm thinking about it. Whatever the case may be, I'm not an expert, right? But yeah, um, say. they they closed for a long time, and then they brought back the company um, not so long ago, like within the last 20, 15, 10, whatever it was years. Um, and they kind of rebranded it, but they're still using the original recipe. From wow. way back when, from pre-prohibition era, um, I feel like it's 1883 in here. Yeah, right. A new show with Sam Elliott. <laughs> yeah, dude, like that area is so cool. Um, I mean, you're at the foothills of the Rockies, like you can see the mountains, but you're not in the mountains yet. Um, and you're, but you're right up next to them, and that that whole entire area is just it's beautiful down there. So, if you're ever in Pueblo, Colorado, you listeners, stop by Walters. Uh, they have a brewery and in a taste house, and they did not pay me whatsoever to to do this ad for them. But it is a really cool experience, and I got a couple glasses for us too. Um, nice. That I'm gonna when I get my bar room done downstairs, when I have 
you know, I'm going to have my collection of pints. Yep. Um, I got two of these glasses, so. Heck yeah. Actually, did I get two? I might have just got one, but. I will say it's one of those things where, like, you know how after you eat something hot, you, like, want to drink something to kind of wash it down? Yeah. But you can't quite wash it down because that flavor is still in the back of your throat? That's, like, what drinking this is doing. It's, like, the heat is still in the back of my throat. It's not, like, an unbearable thing. I mean, I love spicy stuff anyways. This would... my wife would not like this because right. it would be too hot for her. But it's like I get the burning sensation in the back of my throat. And as I'm drinking, it's like, oh, yeah, that's good. Like it's, it feels good. It's, it feels it's good. clenching it. But then once <laughs> once it's in my stomach, then it's like, wait a minute. It still burns. What's happening? <laughs> Dude, this would make – so you talked about – I think you have. You've talked about your Bloody Marys. Yes. This would be <gasps> perfect oh my God. for your Bloody Marys. How many more of these do you have? Two more. Sunday. Okay. We're having Bloody Marys. Right before... Uh, oh, we can't get into that topic We'll get yet. there. Tell you what. That, yeah. That's actually a good transition. Sipe, I have a question for you. Yes. Do you know, top of your head, how many bowl games there are in college football? Oh, I would... If I have to guess, it'd be like 21, 22. Double that. Are you serious? There's 42 Currently, at least as of this year, and yes, I'm including See, the ones that were canceled. I didn't. I didn't count. I've been looking through forty two the college bowl games. Bowl games. So, and and you're talking like, can I like can I name tail, you some the tail greeter curable? Mm-hmm. You ready for this? The PUBG Mobile New Mexico Bowl. What about the uh, the Lending Tree Bowl? No, no, no. This, oh, this one's my favorite. Sipe. <laughs> I know what you're going to say. Does it just get you real excited to play in the Jimmy Kimmel L.A. Bowl <laughs> presented by Stifle? <laughs> what is this? Jimmy Kimmel. When the hell okay. did Jimmy Kimmel get into college football? He apparently owns his own bowl game, which yeah, is like that's ridiculous. Okay. So here's the deal, people. First of all, I remember, you know, I, I grew up. In the college football world where, you know, you had the BCS, which was a bunch of baloney half the time, but you had the big bowl games that meant something, you know? Yeah. Orange Bowl, Rose Bowl. like Cotton Bowl. Memorable Sugar Bowl. games. Right. Yep. These are the, they're, they're called the New Year's Six is yes. what it's called. And these bowls are all played after New Year's Day. Anything that's played before that kind of a joke like there's a couple of them like the holiday bowl that get a little bit more clout but otherwise it's things like that that sound ridiculous right and there's two major problems with these bowl games right yep number one i mean clearly it's advertising that's all it is like they don't actually mean anything like nobody's you know walking around campus like hey Guess who won the Jimmy Kimmel Bowl? Right, right? like that's that's absurd. That's and, ridiculous. And another example, uh, the Tail Greeter Cure Bowl, Coastal Carolina and Northern Illinois. When did we ever watch those two teams play? Ever? Thank you, thank you. So that's the other thing is it's games that people don't care about, including the players. Because right. how many times? And I'm going to use this example. How many times does a team? Like LSU, yes. Yep. Sorry, Rorick, I'm bringing it up. Our buddy Alan Rorick, huge <laughs> K-State fan, who like denied playing video games with me one night because he was watching this super-duper important bowl game where all the announcers could talk about was the fact that LSU 
wasn't playing basically any of their starters. It was right. K-State versus the B team, and props to K-State. You kicked the crap out of the 20. LSU B team. Yeah, I got it right here. 42 <laughs> to 20. Here's here's something fun. Yeah, suck it, so, Alan. <laughs> so congrats, K K-State. I hope I hope you hold on to this victory forever. As if look, when you want to say you're the state champs of Texas, I get that. Right? right? You beat the Longhorns however many years in a row. Yep. And in a single year, you beat Baylor, Texas. Uh, I think it was A&M was still in the Big 12 at that point in time. But you beat A&M, yeah. you beat yep. Texas Tech, you beat Texas, uh, and you beat uh, 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 Baylor. Right? So, like, okay, if you want to do that, that's fine. Hold on to that. You're Texas State champs. That's hilarious. Yep. I love that. That's great. If you want to talk about the fact that you beat up KU, you know, I mean, they're basically little brother, <laughs> but sure. If you want to say you beat KU, good for you. That's fine. And even Oklahoma. They've beaten Oklahoma a couple times over the last yeah. few years, which I know you yeah. like. Let's let's not talk about that. But here's the deal. <laughs> so you're bragging about the fact that you beat LSU, even though LSU didn't have all their players. Here's something else I want to just let you know. You want to know what the final records for these these two teams are, and they, and this is because of the bowl game, right? Yep. K State finished eight and five, so therefore they were eight and seven going into this game, right? Barely above five hundred. Yeah, you want to know what LSU was? They were six and six, so right. they because of this bowl game finished with a losing season. Yep, but they're bowl eligible, and it's a big deal. Yeah, LSU came in with a five hundred record, right? And K State's walking around bragging about it. again. I know. It's K-State, it's LSU, LSU yep. has all, you know, they got the national championships, and they, they're in the SEC, and it's a big deal. It's a bowl game. It's really important, you know, playing in the Tax Act, <laughs> Texas Bowl, okay? Tax Act, If you want to hold on to that, that's fine. You're delusional, but that's fine. Because well, I at least remember when college football used to mean something. Now, here's the other thing. My big problem with college football, and I've said it on the podcast before, is essentially once you lose a game, you're out. Doesn't matter if it's the first game of the year, doesn't matter if it's the last game of the year, doesn't matter if it's the middle of the year. The second you lose a game, you can just kiss your national title hopes goodbye, unless you're one of like the big, 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 big teams. I was about like to Alabama. say right. Yep, yep. Unless you're Alabama, Georgia, Oklahoma. I'm gonna throw I sure. mean I'm Ohio a huge, State. Yep. Like, yeah. There's there's teams out there that can get away with it. Absolutely. Yeah. But for but a team like K State, the second you lose a game, it's over. Your yeah, season's you're done. done. You're done. All you can do is hope that you're bowl eligible. And there's 42 bowl games. No one can name more than probably eight of them off the top of their head. Uh, especially a casual fan. But yeah, if you if you could have told me about the Jimmy Kimmel Bowl, whatever the hell it was, or the PUBG Mobile Bowl, you're lying to yourself. No one knows about these games, no one cares about these games, and no one cares about the teams in these games for the most part. Correct. It's a joke. So I have a solution to fix college football because people are still, like, granted, we got the college football playoff, which we had been begging for for years. Yep. But it's not enough. No. And I have a solution for you. I actually have two solutions for you, and I want to hear your opinion on these. Okay. All right. So first and foremost, you want to have bowl games, right? Yep, let's do it. I have a way for you to have 30 bowl games. 30. 30. So you have 42, and everybody talks about the bowl games. You can have 30. Are you ready for this? All right. First way to do this. You have the top 16 teams. Okay. Sweet 16 style, right? Yep. Top 16, you enter bracket style, March Madness, 
one versus 16, two versus 15, all the way down the list, right? Right. So that's eight games, and then as the bracket goes on, you have eight, four, two, one. That's 15 bowl games. Right. Yep, yep, yep. Chris, is there another tournament that goes on other than March Madness each year? Um, Like a big tournament. If, if you don't make it to March Madness, is there a secondary option for you? Yeah. I think they call it that the NIT. Yeah, NIT. Yeah. No one really pays attention to it. I know, like, K-State's played in it before. I know LSU's <laughs> played in it before. Sorry, Rory. <laughs> I, know, I know Kentucky won it one year. Like, yep. if you don't make the big dance, how you don't make the top 64, I don't know. But apparently, there's another <laughs> tournament for you. You do the same thing with college football. Yep. If you're not in the top 16, you take the next 16, which gets you to 32, and that gets you 30 bowl games. 15 for the top 16. 15 bowl games for the bottom 16 and people, uh, the, you know, Jimmy Kimmel and PUBG <laughs> and all of them, they can throw their money out and the top 30 get the bowl games. Right. Okay. So there you go. So you play it that way. Sweet 16 style so, all the way through. So sweet 16 would be the top 16. Yes. One versus 16. Right. So this year, and, and here's the other purpose behind Ooh, it. Baby. So obviously like, you're playing more games the more you win, right? Yep. So here's so here's thing number one. The the one thing people talk about with college football is, well, we're all about player safety. Yeah, that's why you don't pay them, right? Right. You know, they're just out there putting their lives on the line. Well, not their lives necessarily. Few the careers from football, but yeah, their yeah. football lives on the line yeah. between ACLs and Achilles injuries and whatever the case is. They go out there and they don't get paid jack. So right. if you tear your ACL. You don't get drafted. You end up on a practice squad somewhere. You, you know, you, you're never going to make in the Denver. millions of dollars you thought you were going to be. You're right? going to end up on a practice squad in Denver. But the NFL season is 16 ga- Well, it was 16 games. I guess now it's 17 games. Right. 18-week season because you get a bye plus the playoffs. So now football teams, especially if you're in the wild cards, you got wild card, divisional round, conference, and then Super Bowl if you make it. So you have 17 games plus four. That's 21 games. Yep. You could feasibly play in a year as a professional player. You get paid to do it. College football, you play, what, 12, 13 if you're in the conference championship? Yeah, so right? Oklahoma ended 11-2, uh, and two, so 13 with, with the bowl game. And uh, the conference championship, right? Hold on. I think you're correct. Well, here, I'll even just check Georgia because they – Georgia win 14-1, so they played yeah. 15. Yeah. So almost a full NFL season, okay? 15 total games. So you're already sort of making your way into professional level, but if you're going to become a professional football player, you might as well get used to playing that allotment amount of games. Yeah, absolutely. And let's be honest, a lot of your games are going to be blowouts where you're only playing until halftime anyways, right? Right. You know? Yep. Alabama, you ever see their strength of schedule non-conference? It's usually pretty weak sauce. Yeah. Don't act like you're putting your life on the line in those games, your football life, right? Yep. Okay. So here's so here's the deal. You have your teams. This year, you know what one versus 16 would have been? The worst matchup on the schedule according to ranking. You know what that would have been? A huge upset, baby. That's what it would have been. <laughs> would have been Bama versus OU. Yes. Tell me... That on a one versus sixteen, you're giving me Bama OU. You wouldn't watch the holy heck out of that game. Yeah, dude. I'm I'm telling you, that would have sold. That would have sold. Pay per view even. Would you rather no, have? I would have bought pay per view. 
Okay, so Oklahoma played Oregon, sixteen yeah. versus fourteen. Yep, solid game to watch, right? Yeah, and like, I'm I'm I want to I want to admit this. There is an asterisk in my mind on that bowl game, and you know why it is? Hmm. Because four of Oregon's defensive players set out. Why? They're trying to get ready for the NFL. Yeah, game didn't mean anything, right? Yeah, I mean it meant nothing. And and to me, I mean. It's just that's the problem with bowl games. They're watered down, right? right. And so, so you have a top, you have a top sixteen team playing for nothing. Yeah, the team they're facing, which is fourteen, are resting. There are there are certain stars who have elected not to play because yep. they're playing for nothing. Yeah, and the game gets watered down because of it. And what even was the game? It was the. Are you talking Clemson? Valero Al- Alamo Bowl. So I've heard of the Alamo Bowl. Yeah. I didn't yeah. know Valero sponsored it. But, okay, so like a higher-end bowl. Yeah. That's fine. But you're not playing for anything. Whereas instead, why not have both of those teams play against a higher echelon team with a chance to upset them and a chance to move on to the next round? I mean, take NCAA basketball, okay? Yep. What do people love in NCAA basketball? They love the fact Cinderella, baby. that Cinderella has a chance to go. You got your George Masons of the world. You got your Florida Gulf Coasts of the world. Now, granted, Eastern you're not going to get very many of those in college football because typically in the top 16, there's very few of those small market teams nobody's ever heard of. But you know yep. what? Give an Oklahoma a chance like, hey, no, if we can knock off Alabama, the number one team going into the playoffs... If we can beat them, then yeah, we have every right and chance to win a national title. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, I agree. So there you go. So you have that, and then that eliminates, because let's face it, if you can't make it to the top 16, even if you finish 17, 18, 19, let's be honest, there's 16 teams above you. Right, yeah. If you can't finish in the top 10 you don't deserve to be in the playoffs in general. We're just kind of handing it to some of those teams like in Oklahoma. Like, you know, this year, could you have maybe said, oh, yeah, instead of Oklahoma, like, who would you have rather had? Oklahoma, 16, or NC State at 18? Oklahoma, right? Exactly. They're, they're a yeah. higher-end school. Yeah, you give Oklahoma the nod. Sorry, NC State, you don't have the stuff. But you know who would have been left out this year? Clemson. At number 19. Yeah. Clemson's been the national, like Clemson, they might have a good run at the NIT style yeah. of tournament. Oh, dude, they would have they killed that. They probably would have won yeah. it. But like, and Clemson, guess what that would have done? You couldn't finish in the top 16. And guess that would, what that would have done for the NIT tournament in this, this scenario? Yeah. You bring eyes. People would have, people would have been watching Clemson play three games. Yeah. In that tournament. And you're still facing a top 30 team. Right. Which is which is a big deal. Instead of, again, I don't have rankings in front of me, but I'm just going to guess, hypothetically, who was a team I saw in here. Old Dominion. I've never even heard of Old Dominion. <laughs> you know what their finishing record was this year? Six and seven. Do yeah. you think they're in the top 30? Because I think they're not. Yeah. Yeah. Okay? I don't know that for a fact, but they're probably not. They're six and seven. They're a team I've never heard of. They're probably not in the top 30. So you take a team like Clemson, you put them against somebody who's actually worth watching in an NIT bowl that maybe means something to those players, and maybe it doesn't. The NIT, eh, if you if you want to save your NFL draft stock, you don't have to play in the NIT games. But if you have a chance as an OU Sooner to beat Alabama and then to beat 
whoever follows, you know, those games win a national title, wouldn't you be incentivized to play? Here, let me let me throw this scenario at you. Okay. Uh, under that that scenario where we do a top sixteen uh, best versus worst t- style of a bracket. Mm-hmm. Okay. So one one versus sixteen, two versus fourteen, three versus twelve, uh, fourteen, four versus twelve. Did I do that right? Mm-hmm. Keep going. And then five versus eleven. Okay. okay. This is the matchup. That I think, for my point, and th- stay with me here. Okay, okay. so uh, five versus eleven was Notre Dame versus Utah. Now, think of it this way: Who the hell is Utah? Right? Nobody knows really of Utah. They're the Pac-12. Yeah, but but nonetheless, like they're not an Oklahoma. Yeah. They're not a Georgia. They're not an Alabama. They're not. They're not a big name school yep. in football. Now you just got national recognition playing. Oh, geez, who do I say? Notre Dame. Notre Dame, yeah. Right? Notre Dame gets watched all year long. Yep. Okay. So even if it's not a, like, you're, this is a, a, a good thing for the schools that aren't a nationally known football team, right? Right. Where you're playing a, a known football team. Some recruit might be looking at you going, holy crap, dude, you just went to Notre Dame. You know, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. you put it to them. I want to be on that team. Like, I, I see that team rebuilding right now. Yep. They could be getting recruits just by playing in this this style of tournament. Yeah. And, and don't so, get me wrong. Both of those had high-quality matchups. Notre Dame faced Oklahoma State in the PlayStation Fiesta Bowl. I, I guess I didn't know PlayStation sponsored that, but the <laughs> Fiesta Bowl. So that's one of the big six. And then Utah played Ohio State at the Rose Bowl. So both big games for those respective programs. Right. But again, were they playing for anything other than the clout of the Rose Bowl and the Fiesta Bowl? No. No. So is it likely, I haven't looked at it, I haven't researched it, is it likely that in those games, even as big as the Rose Bowl is, and as big as the Fiesta Bowl is, that's one of the top six, right? Yep. Do you think that there were some players that didn't play in those games? Yeah. Because I bet there were. Yep. Because they weren't playing for anything other than simply saying, hey, kids, I played in the Rose Bowl back in the day. Exactly. You know what Rose Bowl game I remember? Uh, yep. The one that was for the national champion. Yeah. So again. Texas? A, and USC? And even, even as a Kansas, yeah, Texas, USC. Yeah. But even as a Kansas fan, and I'm not talking just like, Kansas, like KU Jayhawks, I'm saying Kansas in general, K-State, State, Wichita yep. State, Fort Hayes State, Pitt State, whatever. Oh, like, you forgot K-State. No, I said K-State, uh, okay. didn't I? Right. I don't know. But <laughs> here's the deal. The only reason I remember KU beating Virginia Tech in the Orange Bowl game is because that's the highest KU's ever achieved. Yes, right? it was. That's the highest they've ever achieved. K-State has played in those big games before yep. multiple times. But... KU, they've never done it. So no. for them, that's the biggest game they've ever had. That's the only game they've ever had. <laughs> right. But if you take KU and maybe one of these years, yeah, they have a good season, but they don't, you know, kind of like that year. It's like, hey, they they got gifted the Orange Bowl game. They won it. Great. Everything's good. But what did they actually win? Nothing. They didn't win the Big 12 that year. Missouri did. Yep. Sure, they won the Orange Bowl, but it wasn't a national title, so they didn't win anything. So instead, hey, take KU, who I think was like top eight 
at the end of that mm-hmm. year, give them a shot at a national championship by putting them in a big, you know, 16-style bracket. Or, here's the other style. And actually... Oh, okay, finish it up. And actually, what I what I think we should do is we're going to save that for next week. We're going to save scenario number two, college football. We're going to fix you for next week. Why? Because I'm heated. I, I'm ready. I know. We're gonna we're gonna take a break real quick because I want to talk about some Patty Mahomes. Okay. Tell you what, can I just say real fast? We don't even have to dive into it. And here's the only reason why is because college football's over. Go Georgia. They beat them, even though the refs were trying their hardest not to let Georgia win that game. <laughs> yeah. In my Allegedly. opinion, here's the other way you do it. If if you think to yourself. Top 16 is too many. Oklahoma doesn't deserve to be in. You know, Rorick's probably sitting on the other <laughs> end of his Apple, you know, phone listening to this saying, OU doesn't deserve a shot at a national title. Right. All right, fine. Let's close it down a little bit. Let's make a top 12. Here's what you do. You take 5 through 12. You do it Elite 8 style. So eliminate Sweet 16. Oh. You start Elite 8. Yeah, yeah. The top four teams get a bye. Okay. So the winners of that Elite 8, so there's four winners, right? Right. Then those four winners, you reseed them to those top four teams. So the lowest seed that wins gets Alabama. The second lowest would have gotten, who was second? Michigan? Michigan, yep. Okay. Third lowest, and you go that way. And then you reseed the playoffs the rest of the way. So it not only incentivizes you to finish top four, but it still even incentivizes you to finish number one, like Alabama did, even though that was a sham. But it incentivizes you to finish number one because you will have the easiest path in the playoffs to the national championship. Yep. So there you go. You either do Sweet 16, bracket style, you play it, or you do a reseeding style where you have the Elite Eight between 5 through 12. Those winners then get reseeded, and then you reseed the rest of the way. Boom. Yeah, I mean, and that would have... And in that scenario, you can still have a Sweet 16 for the NIT, and that would give you 26 bowl games. So you're cutting the bowl games in half... Yep, but they're quality. But they're worth watching. This quality versus quantity. Yes. How about that, GV? Fixing college football. There you go. Love no, it. No break required. That's it. I love it. I love it. But I do want to finish this beer because mainly I feel like maybe <laughs> you have a third surprise. <laughs> I don't. You don't? <laughs> but we're going to take a break. Okay, we'll take a break. We'll come back with some NFL playoff talk. All right, see you. All right, we're back, baby, huh. and uh, feels good. Man, I, it, are we just gonna keep doing like uh, a beer and a segment here? Is that is that what we're doing? Bush. <laughs> you didn't do it, I so didn't. I had to do it for you. Yeah, thank you. Uh, my bush is on the way. I am almost done with the chili beer, but I'm down for a beer per segment. I like that. I, I, we might be able to make that a thing if I don't get too drunk, where everybody understands that I'm slurring. And my we can words. promote various beers. Although I'm always happy to end our podcast with bushes. Well, yeah. So like, do like two different beers okay. and then the bush to end it. Yeah, I'm gonna have to. Uh, we're gonna have to go to the liquor store before like each podcast just to get a different beer. I mean, twist my arm. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I'll get a six pack, you get a six pack, and then we'll have some some freebies for the yeah, week. Yeah, we'll mix and match it. Yeah. That'll be fun. That would be fun. Oh, let's do let's it. Let's do it. All right. You know That's what it. else we need to do? Yeah? We need to get together on Sunday. Oh, yeah, dude, Sunday. And watch our Chiefs because we are 1-0 right now, baby. Let's go. Me and you 
watched the Steelers game. We are. Yep. Started not so hot. Yeah, not so hot. <laughs> first I, the, quarter. The best tweet I saw was, man, first quarter Mahomes looks a lot like week one through six Mahomes. Yeah, or like, <laughs> yeah that tweet was funny. Oh, man. Yeah, yeah. it it wasn't good, but no. then, you know, for as – I shouldn't say as long as I can remember. That's ridiculous. For the vast majority of Mahomes' career – the Chiefs have been one of, if not both, things at the same time. A second quarter team? Yep. I mean, whether you want to talk about putting up 28 against the Raiders. Right. Whether you want to talk about the comeback against the Texans. Or just in general, a second half team. Yeah. Like, do you remember when New England used to shut us out in the first half? Yeah. Scary and it was like, shit. oh my gosh, we look terrible. And then all of a sudden we come out second half and put up 30 points on yeah. a Bill Belichick defense. Yep. It was awesome. So that's that's what we've always been. We've been, a, a as far as Mahomes has been there, a second quarter team and or a second half team. But this year it started out really bad. And so we all as Chiefs fans have that like, oh shit, this is it. Yep. We're yeah. going to get four quarters of this again. Yep. So... I'm, I was I was honestly when we were watching the game, dude, we were going nuts. You know, um, right before the half, Kelsey throws or uh, Kelsey throws, which is funny because he did actually throw in the third quarter. But uh, second, right before half in the second quarter, Kelsey catches that right before uh, second quarter ends, right before half, yep. and takes off down dude, the sideline. Yeah, it was unbelievable. We we're off. Jumping off the couch, like high fiving and shit. So, yeah, I mean, um, watching the game was definitely a roller coaster that first half. Second half, a little bit more of a roller coaster for us Chiefs fans. Uh, we got to see uh, Tyreek taking the pom poms and dancing. <laughs> yep. We got to see a Kelsey <laughs> touchdown throw, right? He threw for a touchdown. We got to Which see is a, his first one ever. Yeah. We got to see a lineman catch. Oh. A touchdown I love pass. A fat boy touchdown. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah. Last week, dude, I'm I'm getting chills just thinking about it. Like it last was week was it was good. So this week we have a big matchup though. We do, and we Bills, need to watch it together, Chiefs. Because I will say this on my Snapchat, even the other day, it popped up of when we were facing the Titans to go to the Super Bowl again. This this week we're a week behind what we normally are because of the extra the extra week that the NFL added. Yep. So like this time a couple of years ago was when we were facing the Titans to go to the championship game. And this was the time when we were facing the Patriots and what I can only dub as the heart attack game. Yes. Like all that stuff. So we're in the divisional round. Now I will say this. And the one thing I regret not doing it because I thought about it mainly from the standpoint of your bets have been absolutely on fire. Mm-hmm. But I will say this. I almost texted you to say, hey, what are your wild card picks so we can throw them up on the tweets page? I didn't do it. And it's probably okay that I didn't do it because it might have been the single time I would have beaten you because I went <laughs> six for six, baby. No kidding. I did. If you go back, so every year before on the season, Facebook. Yeah. before the season, I always do a top four, right? Yep. And so I talked about that, but then I also do essentially like a playoff primer 
which apparently is more popular than I realized <laughs> because the comments I was receiving was, I've been waiting for this. And yep. it's like, really? Like, you wait for my playoff predictions? Okay. Dude, every you know, year. Apparently, uh, people dig it. That but, that in the soccer uh, World World Cup. Yes. Oh, know? yeah. My World Cup, like, statuses are the best yes <laughs> even better than my nfl uh, playoff yep. statuses but no because so nobody I, gives a shit about soccer i took each <laughs> shut up i took each game i kind of broke down what i thought would sort of be the case and predicted a winner win six for six and that feels good especially when rorick were picking on you on this podcast but he clapped back at me on twitter and he's like well three out of six ain't bad and i'm like would you mind telling me what i got wrong Dude picked the Patriots to upset the Bills. Woof. Yeah. Okay. Picked the Cowboys to beat the Niners, which, okay, Niners was my one upset. His argument was I was way too chalky. It's like, no, I'm chalky because those teams are better. There's a reason they're the higher scene is because they're the better team. Right. The Niners, I truly believed, were the Chargers of the NFC. Like, no one wanted to see the the Niners in the playoffs because they're yep. dangerous. Cowboys drew, drew the short straw. I predicted that. Yep. And then the other one uh, that he thought would be the Cardinals beating the Rams, which, again, I get that the Rams kind of have a Jekyll and Hyde thing going on, but the Cardinals have not looked good. They are without DeAndre Hopkins. Like, I don't know why you think the Rams are going to lose a game against a divisional opponent in the playoffs. It just wasn't going to happen. However, that being said, this week, I'm at a complete loss. <laughs> Divisional week of yeah. NFL is my favorite week of the year, and it's because usually these are truthfully the top eight teams, the best teams that the NFL has to offer, and they're all going head-to-head-to-head-to-head. To head to head to head. And I just want to break it down with you, get your picks, throw it out in the universe so that we can see what the situation is. So. Obviously, we're going to talk about our Chiefs, so I say we save them for last because we'll dive too deep into yep. that game. And I, before we get into that, I just okay. want to throw this out there real quick because um, before I became like an NFL fan, uh-huh. like, I I just I watched the Cowboys, and I'm, I, I've mentioned that on the podcast before. I was cheering for the boys, yep. just so everyone knows. Yep. I I when I when I make these picks, I make them with my head, not my heart, because. Yes. If you all remember, I said the Chiefs were going undefeated this year. Right. <laughs> that was one of my worst takes of all time because uh, they have looked terrible. I don't know if that was or if the the Cardinals going 0 for 7 and then went 7 and 0. You know what's funny? <laughs> they flip flopped. I was almost correct though in the sense that they 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 tanked at the end of the yes. year. So like my overall record for the Cardinals was wasn't right. far yeah. off. Yep. It was I just had their season backwards. Yeah. But anyway, um, but no, I want to just throw this out there. Um, so I do keep tabs on the Cowboys. I watch them not every weekend, but um, I do. I watch them quite often, and, and my brothers watch them. They're they're still huge Cowboys fans. My yeah. dad's a Cowboys fan. They're great. Again, I didn't watch them like through college and all that religiously. So um, I just I just kept tabs on them. So it, before I started watching the NFL more, like like I do now, um, the Cowboys was my team. Now, since I've been to like three or four Chiefs games, dude, like you can't be, you can't not be a Chiefs fan. Oh yeah, best fans like, in the world. Yeah, like if you go to f- at least two games, dude, you're a Chiefs fan. Like, mm-hmm. like th- the atmosphere alone is just, it's it, right? So, um, with saying that, um, I just want to throw this out there. 
the Cowboys have not won a playoff game since the Tony Romo missed field goal. No, that's not true. Is it not? Yeah, Dak won one. He won one. Mm-hmm. Okay. Just one. All right. He's like he's like one for six or something. All right. Or not one for six. Uh, I just saw I just saw this on Twitter the other day. It said Dak now has the same record in the playoffs that Tony Romo. Has, oh, jeez. And they both only have one win. <laughs> right. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm just going to throw that out there. Since Maybe that one moment, three. I don't know. Since that moment in 2007, six. 2006, mm-hmm. the Cowboys have just not had a good playoff. It's been bad. A playoff run. Mm-hmm. And so I could uh, almost, and, and we didn't have a podcast last week you know, for a while, so we didn't get to give our predictions week by week. Right. But I could have almost predicted them losing to the 49ers week mm-hmm. one just because of their just god-awful experiences in the playoffs. Yep. Especially the first round. Um and I don't know what it was, but did did you watch the game? Yes. There was what sixteen penalties, fourteen. They here's the deal on the Cowboys. Dallas should have never even been in position to win that right. game. And I know a lot of people will make a thing about the refs. And honestly, the worst call wasn't even the one that everyone's talking about, which is yeah. where the ref had to come over, touch the ball. Dallas ran out of time. Like you can you can make whatever argument you want to make. We this. can have a whole other subject. The more egregious or- call was the one where Dallas got the delay a game penalty because the ref was on the ball at the five-second mark, literally holding his hand up to Dak Prescott saying, wait. Right. Waited until one second on the clock, and then he, like, ran out of there. It's like, Dak can't call Hut with one second. Are you kidding me? Like, that was bad. Yeah. So you can say the refs hose Dallas, but let's be honest. Dallas did not deserve to win that game even if Yeah, they they shouldn't have been in it like they were at the end. Yeah, they they got their butts kicked. That despite what the final score said, that uh, when they pulled the chain after they spotted it, oh my gosh, that yeah. was a moment. That was a moment. But again, I don't want to get I don't want to get too much in the details on that. But nonetheless, um, Cowboys lost. It was a heartbreaker. Still, mm-hmm. um, as much as like at least we had a good game. Yeah, we most did. of them were blowouts. So yeah. thank you, Dallas, for giving us a good game. Yes. And uh, and so another heartbreaker. Uh, I I have a little bit of Alex Smith vibes with Dak. Oh, um, like I don't think he's the quarterback to to take them to the next level. Interesting in the in the franchise. But I, I've I've been wrong once, so I could probably be wrong again. Um, just once. That's it. No, nothing more. <laughs> so with this, you know, with this bold prediction, um, I do. Look for them to be drafting a quarterback. <gasps> they and, just paid him though, huh? They just paid him though. I know. Hmm. I okay. know. I'm just saying. I I think he reminds me a lot of the Alex Smith of the era before Mahomes. Interesting. So okay. I want to I want to take that hot take and then uh, I think you're let's dead wrong. But okay. Let's, <laughs> let's move on. Let's move on. <laughs> okay. So here here are the matchups this week. Let's go ahead and start with whoever. Potentially, the Chiefs could play. Who you got for the the Titans and the Bengals? Bengals. Do you? Yep. Okay. No, we already have our first agreement. Agreement. Disagreement. Disagreement. <clears throat> I, I've been drinking hot beer and flat beer, so. You know. <laughs> uh, I actually have the Titans, and here's why. 
Bengals are great. Yep. And that scares me because they're going to be great for years. Yeah. Like, like everybody was talking like, oh, maybe it'll be Mahomes versus Herbert. Maybe it'll be Mahomes versus Jackson. Maybe it'll be like, I think Mahomes Burrow might become a thing because yeah, for real, Bengals are looking good and they're young. But, and it's a very big but, in the playoffs, it favors three things. Okay. Number one, playoffs will always favor the more experienced teams, right? The more the more you learn in the play, and the same thing with the NBA. There's a reason the Spurs were good for so long, and it's because the Spurs made the playoffs every year. They had the veterans. They could always beat the younger teams. Titans have been to the AFC Championship. They've been to the playoffs the last couple of years, that sort of stuff. I think that's number one. Number two, playoffs favor a closer defensive slash clock management type of game, right? Right. Titans have a good defense, and they have Derrick Henry, who's coming back. Now, granted, do I necessarily <laughs> think Derrick Henry is going to get over 90% of the touches? Not necessarily. He's probably out of football shape at this point in time. But if there's one thing Derrick Henry can do, it's wear you down over the course of a game. So favors the Titans there. And then number three... And this is the stat that I always find interesting. They talk about how big of an advantage home field advantage is for yep. teams. Here's the reason why. Warm weather teams need home field advantage because they can't play on the road in the cold. Right. Yep. The cold weather teams like Kansas City, New England, uh, Green Bay. That's a hyphenated cold. Well, but here's what I'm saying. It's a different cold up in... in- in New England. It is. Yeah. But what I'm saying is, is if you take a team like the Chargers, who are in right. our division, yep. you put them in Kansas City on a windy, cold, below 30 yeah. day yep. Yep. advantage Chiefs. I don't care who you are, because the Chiefs can at least practice in it. They've played in it. The Chargers... It's sunny with a high of 75 every day <laughs> of the year. Yeah. They're not going to be ready for that. So cold weather teams triumph in the playoffs. That's just the nature of the game. And granted, Cincinnati is cold. Tennessee can also be cold, not as cold as Cincinnati. But what does cold weather favor? The running game. And yep. who would you rather tackle? Joe Mixon <laughs> or Derrick Henry? Neither. I, I don't want to tackle either one well, of them. Well, <laughs> valid. We don't. But even as an NFL player, I would much rather tackle Joe Mixon than yes. Derrick Henry. Yeah. And so I just think all three phases favor the Titans, even though I think the Bengals, if you break it down by the team, the Bengals have a better team. I just think the Titans have the experience. They have the pieces they need that the Titans are going to win this game. Yeah, and, and I'm going to counter that. Plus, they're coming off the bye, so they're rested. <clears throat> I want to come. I want to counter that with, with the buy. I want to use that against you, because Joe Mixon is, Joe Mixon. Sorry, Joe Burrow has been getting better, with each game. Yeah. This year. Yeah. So I think him having a buy would have actually been worse for him. Sure. Uh. So he he's gaining confidence later in the in the season. Sure. And, dude, two players on that team that's going to make a huge difference. I think you're you're already gonna know who I'm yeah. talking about, <laughs> right? Chase Burrow matchup, like yeah. that connection. 
it's insane right now. Dude, that connection is unreal. Yeah. Like, like I understand they went to college together, but those dudes must be sleeping together. They must be eating together. They must be drinking <laughs> together, smoking cigars together. Like, that connection is unbelievable. Yeah. We saw that firsthand uh, last last season of the year. or last Boy, game the did year, the Chiefs. Right. right. <laughs> So Jamar Chase, what was it, two sixty five or something? They d- something put ridiculous. On us? Yeah, oh. with like fifteen catches. I mean, it I'm was gonna end stupid. up hating the Bengals before yeah. like, like I like them right now because they're like, yeah, the Cinderella team that hasn't done it. You know, they just won. They just broke the longest playoff drought. You know, for the NFL, that was not of all time, but right. the current longest playoff drought, and yeah. now. Yeah, now they want a playoff game. And if you remember, that's what who's the Chiefs this, had to do, too. Who's it sound like? <laughs> the Chiefs were that way. We I finally know. broke the mold. We won a playoff game. Granted, it was with Alex Smith, not Mahomes. But then what happened? Next year, AFC Championship. Lost. Then we went to the Super Bowl. We won it. Then we went back to it. Yeah, Bengals are going to win the Super Bowl in the next five years. Yeah, I'm just going to say it now. Yep, they're gonna win a Super Bowl in the next five years. That's what I was about to say. You're gonna hate the Bengals because they act so much like the Chiefs in recent history. Yep. Right? So and they're gonna beat the Chiefs on their way there. No, well, not this year. Well, yeah, not this year. I'm but we're saying not, like we're not gonna be talking about that yet. Yeah, 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 okay. yeah. Um, Chiefs won't have Kelsey and Hill for long. <laughs> I think they do. Well, they'll have them. They just won't be what they are. Yeah. Today, which we talked about that, which I think that's gonna be a another topic for another episode. Yep. With with Kelsey. All right. Um, so you got Bengals. I got Titans. So Bengals, and I think it's I think Joe Burrow and and Jamar Chase are gonna freaking ball out. Uh, when you have Joe Mixon as a running back, he's gonna be a solid three to four yards yep. each each carry, and that's what they're gonna need. Um, yeah. So I got Bengals. Okay. Let's go. So let's go to the Saturday night game, which is Green Bay versus the 49ers. Now. I feel like I know what you're going to say. Yep. But I'll just throw this out there. For whatever reason, and I know this as a Green Bay fan, the Niners have just had our number. Oh, yeah. Over the last few years. Ever since that documentary came out with uh, Rodgers being a 49ers fan. <laughs> I don't know what it is. For whatever reason, we just like... And plus, here's the other deal. The Niners, as great as they're like, you know... Debo's a you know phenomenal wide receiver. Right, Ayuk's a great young wide receiver. Kittle, one of the top three tight ends in the league. Right, yep. they have a potentially good passing attack, but you know what they're even better at running the ball. Yeah, and what did I say wins in the playoffs? Defense and running the ball. Yep, in cold weather. Now, Grant Niners are a warm weather team, so advantage Packers. But how do you win cold weather games? You run the ball. You know who's one of the best running backs, quote-unquote, in the league right now? Debo Samuel. (laughs) Yeah. Dude's a wide receiver. They line him up at running back, and no one can touch him. Yep. As a Packers fan, I am terrified of this game because of recent history against the Niners and the fact that they just can seemingly do whatever they want running the ball. However, I think... The one thing that will work in the Packers' favor on top of the home field advantage is the fact that we have Rodgers, they have Garoppolo. Yep. So when it comes down to who can make the throw and not 
make the mistake <laughs> as the 49ers almost showed against the Cowboys. I think the Packers will win on the standpoint of Rodgers will throw the touchdown when he needs to throw it, and Garoppolo will throw the pick when it is the worst, worst possible time. time. Yep. I, and we we agree on this one because I had I have Green Bay by 10. And it's because Garoppolo in the second half throws two picks. Yeah. Um, yep. And and they'll probably head all up until those two picks. Um, mm-hmm. Green Bay goes yeah, down. Yeah, 1-0 in a field goal, 1-0 in a touchdown. Yep. I think you're exactly right. Yeah, and it's it's because of what we saw last week. Um, yep. He looked phenomenal first half, uh, making passes, uh, clock management, everything. And then second half. He all just he has to do is be Alex apart. Smith. Yes. And they could win a Super Bowl. Yes. <laughs> Truthfully. Yes. But when he does something dumb. Yep. Uh, he, he he doesn't quite, it, well, at least he hasn't proved that he is that next great. Yes. We all thought he was going to be after, after New England, after being under Brady for so long. Yep. But it it didn't translate to, I mean, uh, to well, San Fran. His record says otherwise. I mean, right. he's got an excellent winning record. But yeah, he makes these plays that you're yep. like, what are you doing? Yeah. And, so yeah, I we, think that'll happen against Green Bay. Is he will make? Yep, I I I agree with you. I think it will be two plays. Yep. What it might not even be an interception. It might be a fumble. You know, he he stands in the pocket way too long. Yep. You know, uh, Nick Perry or Kenny Clark or somebody comes through, swipes his arm. There goes the ball. They pick it up. They score. I I totally agree with you. I think there's two late like like second half turnovers. <laughs> Courtesy of Garoppolo, their season ends. Otherwise, they have the Packers on the ropes. Yep, I agree. Yep. All right, next one. Okay, next one, the other NFC game. And this is the one I'm probably most excited about. Rams versus Tampa Bay. What do you got? Tampa. Do you? Yep. I got the Rams. I got Tampa, and, it, and I think it's it's based off of nostalgia. Um Okay. I, I want to see. You I want, want see you Tom. want Tampa at the Super Bowl, so we. Can I want to see them. Tom. <laughs> I do. I want to see Tom win it. Um, I know they're they're still kind of a little bit wishy washy in the receiver. Uh, well, yeah, Godwin's <laughs> out. Antonio Brown's a clown. Yeah. So yeah, there you go. Um, but if I haven't seen a, a person pull together a team that isn't really a team better, yeah, it's him. So. Yeah. Um, Brady's it, worked with nothing and won championships many times. Yeah, and won championships. So I'm 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 crossing my fingers for that to happen. Um, but as the teams currently stand, I don't I don't think like they should win. Yep. But I hope they do. See, here's here's the reason why I'm picking the Rams. One, just like you said, at the moment, like like yes, does Brady still have Evans? Does he still have? Gronk, does he have, you know, the Laren Fournette is supposedly going to be back. He was supposed to be back this week. He ended up being out. Laren Fournette might be back, which will be helpful. But honestly, that, uh, um, oh gosh, who was the running back? It was Vaughn and uh, Gio Bernard. Came right. in. Yep. They looked fine. I think for me, the biggest thing with Tampa is that it, so first of all, they were facing Philly last week. Yeah, Philly, Whatever. bad team. <laughs> bad team. First quarter it was kind of like the Chiefs, where Brady wasn't on. He was missing throws. 
wasn't on page with his receivers, and then it was simply the fact, kind of like the Chiefs game. Chiefs game, after that first quarter, there was, there was that brief moment where we were like, we're not going to lose the Steelers, are we? And then we ended up pulling it out, and we were fine. Tampa Bay was the exact same thing, where after the first quarter, it's like, they're not really going to lose to Philly, are they? And it, and it was 14 to nothing at the right. end of the first quarter, but like <laughs> they didn't look sharp. Like right. Philly just looked bad, was all, because yep. they are bad. And then Philly, yeah, they never could get anything going, whereas the Steelers did. Whereas if Brady plays like that against the Rams, yeah, Different it won't story. be 14 to nothing at the yeah. end of the first quarter. It'll be 14 to nothing the other way. Yeah. Because you just can't. And as we all know, the one thing you have to do to beat Brady is make him uncomfortable. And Aaron Donald's on the other side of the ball. So yeah. Donald is going to get his. Ouch. It will force a throw from Brady. Jalen Ramsey will probably pick it, you know, or one of the other cornerbacks. I just, I think the Rams, after having beaten the Cardinals, are going to go into Tampa and they're going to say, look, if we can beat Tampa, we can win this thing. Yep. Because Tampa's the defending Super Bowl champ. They have the GOAT quarterback, right? And, like, yes, are, so 49ers are in their division. I don't think they're scared of them. And then the Packers, for the Rams, it's one of the things where it's like, look, if we can beat Tom Brady, we can beat Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, yeah. And that'll be the confidence that they need to go into Green Bay and knock Green Bay off. Right. Should they win this game. So I think for them, it's like, look, let's get in there. Let's let's kill both quarterbacks. Yep. Let's beat Brady, and then let's go beat Rodgers, and then let's go win a Super Bowl. On the back of Matthew Stafford, who he went and got <laughs> for the purpose of winning a Super Bowl because we can't do it with Jared Goff. Right. Right? Yep. So I got the Rams. But now the big matchup. Sunday night. And it's even like the Super Bowl. This game starts at 5 o'clock. Yeah. This bro. ain't no 7.30 game. 5 uh, o'clock. Chiefs Bills. I need your takes, man. Can I be scared? You can be as scared as you want <laughs> All right, so... Because I can already tell you, you're not going to like my answer yeah, to that question. Yeah, so... I want to... If if we can hit on all calibers, like we have in, like, week mm-hmm. 10... Yep. We got the game. Yep. 100%. If we play Chiefs football... Yes. Yes. 100%. 100%. It's just... It's, I would be... I would I would argue I can count on one hand the amount of times we've played Chiefs football this year. Right. And if you remember, it's a 17-game season. Yeah. I can count on one hand yeah. the amount of times we've looked like ourselves. Exactly. And so that's what's, that's what's got me nervous about this game. Mm-hmm. Um, because Josh Allen is pulling this team together right now. Dude, they, they look, scored a touchdown on every drive yeah against bill belichick Belichick. (laughs) right dude like that's scary are you kidding me that's scary that's the third time they played him yeah you don't beat bill belichick on the like you can catch him off guard yeah once in a in in game one yeah but game two and three he he's gonna look at you and he oh i know what you're doing yeah no they waited till game three to be like Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so this is what got me scared because this Josh Allen kid, he's not a typical just Drake takes loving this right he's, now. He's not just a uh, a California boy 
that, you know, lives life and plays football. Now, this is a cowboy that grew up in Wyoming with a whole lot of nothing, made his way, walked on, maybe, maybe walked on. I don't, I don't remember. He wasn't a super high draft pick or uh, recruited out of high school. Yeah, that's why you play for Wyoming. To the Wyoming Cowboys. Recruited. Made a lot of success there. Went, got drafted. I mean, dude, the, it's, a, it's, a, it's a Cinderella story if I haven't heard of one. Yeah. And he's a cowboy in Wyoming, right? I can't, I can't just drop that because that speaks a lot of words without a lot of words, if yeah. you know what I mean. It wasn't Silver Spoon. Yeah. Everything he's gotten, he has he earned. earned and worked hard for and fought for. Yep. So with saying all that, I, I'm going to respect the shit out of Josh Allen. Mahomes pulls it all together. He gets everybody hyped. Oh, I hope so. The whole entire team is on so. one one page. They're all together. They're all in tune. They have that that locker room hype. Are we getting Clyde back? Do you know? Uh, I don't know yet. I, I mean, seen McKinnon any. looked great. Yeah. So that's fine. But yeah, he was running like like he was going to be starting this week. Yeah. He was proving a point, which I'm happy with. Even if we don't get Clyde back, I'm still confident. Mm-hmm. So, I still have cow- uh, Chiefs, Cowboys, <laughs> Josh Allen, you son of a gun. Uh, I still have Chiefs by three. Okay, Phil Gold wins it. <sighs> I've never hoped you're right more than right now, because I got the Bills, and and I'm the opposite of you of. I just, again, less than one hand, we've looked like a Super yeah. Bowl winning team this year. And we're playing at home, which for whatever reason, I don't know why, has been worse for us this year. And it was the same way the year we won the Super Bowl. Yep. We were better on the road than we were at home. Do yep. you remember this? Oh, yeah. All of our losses came at home the year we won the Super Bowl. Yes. All of them. We won every single one on, on the, the road. road. Yep. All the ones we lost at home. I don't know why that is, because we got the loudest outdoor stadium in the world. World. We have baby. the best fans in the world. We will feed you energy. It doesn't matter what the temperature is. If you remember the Titans game, one of the coldest games out there. Yes. Our fans were there cheering loudly. We won that game, ended up winning the Super Bowl. I just between the Bills firing on all cylinders already, and maybe, maybe, this is a hope, maybe the Bills went into that game saying, look, this is New England. They embarrassed us in game one. Yes, we beat them in game two, but now we want to embarrass them Right. in the playoffs. Maybe the Bills exhausted all of their options in that game. I can only hope. And they come into Kansas City either emotionally tired or... They yeah they already used all their trick plays or whatever it is that they're gonna do I don't know I hope you're right but that boy Josh Allen good <laughs> he is good he's I'm not good. saying he's better than Mahomes but this year he might be and I'm just I I think the Bills are gonna pull the upset and I. And, and it's really not even an upset. I don't even know why I'm calling it that outside the fact that yeah, seating-wise, yeah. we're ranked higher. Right. But I just... I. 
So what's the final? Bills by what? One. <laughs> One? Yeah. Like I We miss a field goal? No, 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 no. Like I'm saying like it might be a case where the Bills score you, you know, we might be up by six and the Bills okay. need to score a touchdown. They win the game. They kick an extra point to beat us. To beat us. All right. Like, All right. It, it might be a case where we just kicked more field goals and we scored a touchdown. I don't know. All right. It, it's going to be that. close. I, I like, can respect that. This this very well could be Super Bowl. Like, whoever wins this game wins the Super Bowl. Yep. Easily. Yeah. Yeah. Easily. Yeah. I, I agree. I agree. So. It's. Hot take. I'm just. Hot take. Oh, they scare me. They scare me so bad. And the worst part is, I would totally be on the Chiefs' side if it wasn't for the fact that the Bills have found the running game. Yes. They've had a good defense all year. Josh Allen, like MVP candidate the last two years yep. running, not going to win it because it's either going to be Aaron Rodgers or Cooper Cup. Yep. That wins it this year. But like last year, Josh Allen could have won it. This year, he could have won it. But the one thing they never had, which is what you need in the playoffs, is a running game. Yeah. They found it. They found it over the last four weeks, and now I'm terrified of them. I'm kind of jealous I'm not going to be at the game because I want to see uh, the Bills Mafia. Oh, it's going to be crazy. I want to see the Bills Mafia in person. Whew. I want to see some tables broke. Dude, my heart's pounding right now. Should we go to Kansas City this weekend and just sell tables? <laughs> <laughs> we, we could make like $2,000. Oh, my Lord. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> no, because we need to be here yeah. in our in our shirts watching yeah. the game. Yeah, mine's still not washed. See, I'm rotating mine. So. I'm wearing the same one last week. I know, I know. I so need here's to. Here's the deal. I need La- to. Last year... I, I did that. I, I had the same chief shirt. We we wore it. I wore the same shirt, you know, that we wore the, the when we won the Super Bowl. We lost in embarrassing fashion. And then to start the year, I wore that shirt like the first four weeks. And oh. it wasn't good. Oh, that's so your started, fault. So that's I started rotating. Yeah. I started rotating shirts. And then we we went on that like nine-day win streak or whatever. So I have a different shirt oh, this week. My. We're going to keep the rotation. It'll be fine. I just, I hope I'm wrong. I've never hoped I'm wrong harder than I do right now because I want nothing more than to beat the Bills. And here's the reason why. is because even though I think Tennessee is the most dangerous team, again, because of Derrick Henry, cold weather, all that sort of stuff, I think the Bills are the toughest team. If we can beat the Bills, I have full confidence we can beat the Titans or we can beat the Bengals. Whoever wins that game, full confidence. I think the Bills are the best of the four. If we can beat them, we can beat the other ones. But unfortunately, this isn't the AFC Championship. This is the divisional round. So we have to beat the Bills now. Let's do it. Let's do it. It's happening. We're doing it. Any final remarks on that? I mean, no, I'm just going to continue stress drinking <laughs> now until Sunday. All right. Oh, by the way, this is recorded at Thursday night. So, yep, Thursday you, night. You're going to be listening so, to it hopefully Saturday. Hopefully, no, maybe, you know, last night. second practice injuries or COVID or and And that's even on the Bills side. Like, yep. I, here's the deal. Here's, here's a lot. I will say 
if I am going to give a final thought on the NFL playoffs, COVID cannot ruin it for anybody. I don't care if you're a Chiefs fan. I don't care if you're a Bills fan. I don't care if you're a Tom Brady fan. <laughs> I don't want Tom Brady testing positive for COVID Sunday yeah, morning. I right. don't. Correct. Because I want the Rams. I want Matt Stafford, who, again, I'm a Packers fan, but I've been a Matt Stafford fan since he came out of college. Like, yep. the boy can play. Yep. And he deserved better than the Lions, and I'm happy that he is now on a team that is capable of actually winning not only a playoff game, but a Super Bowl. Yep. Thank God. But I don't want Matt Stafford to get an asterisk next to his win against Tampa Bay because Tom Brady tested positive for COVID. I don't want that. So if I'm going to give a final thought on the playoffs, it's keep the injuries and the COVID out. Absolutely. I don't want to see that. I want the best football we can have for the next two weeks. Then we skip the Pro Bowl because it doesn't matter. And then the Super Bowl. I think the Super Bowl is going to be great regardless of who's in it because I think the remaining eight teams are truly the best eight teams in the NFL. Yes. And I think any of them are worthy of winning the Super Bowl, and that includes the 49ers who nobody was given a chance. I had the Niners at the beginning of the you year. Did. You did. On this podcast yep. as proof, as my like dark horse team, whatever. Yep. I believed in them. I think they're capable of winning it all. Freaking Garoppolo. Whatever. I know. So, anyway, that was the last comments. Yep. We got to end this, baby. Yep. So, close us out. Thank you guys for listening to episode one of the second season, baby. We're in season two of In the Middle podcast. I'm going to pull that up. So, please be sure to subscribe and leave us a five star review with a question, uh, which we didn't get a whole lot last season. So, let's start that up, season two, baby. We're getting bigger. Ask us. Ask us a question, and we'll be sure to answer it on the next episode. You can now find us on all major podcasting platforms. If you'd like to support our podcast, be sure to click that link in the show notes and donate to our cast. We also want to hear from you guys, so follow us on the tweets page at pod underscore middle and Facebook at pod middle. All right. Mark? Sipe. We'll talk at you soon. Go Chiefs!